Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Woo, Cowboys fans. It is therapy day. Therapy Monday. After the Niners beat the Cowboys in the divisional round. And there's two kinds of being right today. It's Chad and Zay on a Monday. I'm Chad Hastings. I am very upset that I was right picking the Niners. I am joined by Isaiah Collier, who's very excited he was right picking the Niners. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Happy Monday, everybody. Feeling good. Call me Stephen A. Zay. If you want today, I will take it. My hairline is not fried, though, so (laughs) I am feeling very, very good. Great playoff weekend. Texas Longhorns, men and women, both get dubs. Yeah. Just like Ice Cube said back in 92, today is a good day. Oh, man. I see no black cowboy hat in there. I see no cigar in there. But uh, there are definitely some good vibes coming out of Zay today. He is one of those cowboy haters. If you're a cowboy hater, this is your day. You're going to enjoy it. You've been basking in it ever since the game ended. Yo. Uh, if you're in the if you're a Houston person today, you're really enjoying today. So jump on in. But if you're a Cowboys fan like me, we are your therapy today. So please let us know how you're feeling. Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Yo, if you listen to us all day today, which a lot of y'all do, you might hear your boy let you know why he could turn into a Cowboys fan next year. Really? That's right. Oh. It could change. Are you saying your fandom is up for grabs? It's, that's right. Oh. It could change. Okay. If the Cowboys make some moves in this draft slash offseason, that could sway your boy into becoming hmm. one of those star faithful. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Man. Early on, already a texter. LOL. Congratulations, Stephen Aze. You were right. <laughs> How dare all of you, how dare all of you that are giving Zay credit for that. But you got to give him credit. He did get the score. Um, he didn't, I don't think anybody predicted 19-12, but he certainly no. got a little closer than I did. The one thing, Zay, that we talked about last week that really came through is when we talked about these two defenses. And I asked the question, are we underrating both of them? And this is going to turn into just a bloody war. And it did. It you just had that. I kept asking myself, "What's going to win this game? What's the number?" And in the end, for the Cowboys to have won that game, they were going to have to find twenty. But for the Niners to win the game, all they needed was thirteen. 
15 points. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they won it, and they're going to the NFC title game. Good grief. Yeah, and if you're a Cowboys fan, that's what hurts the most because with a Monday night game where your quarterback played his best game of the season for throwing touchdowns, one rushing, no interceptions, you would think that momentum would ride into last night's game. Well, it did not happen that way. And shout out to D'Amico Ryan's uh, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. He should be up for a head coaching job. I know he has to ride it out with this team, but if somebody's not trying to hire that guy, then what are you doing? Now, he does have the talent to match that at every single position from linebackers. We saw both Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner make some huge plays yesterday. Nick Bosa, he wasn't really a factor in the Cowboys offensive line. They did a good job in that point. But, yeah, just the key to the game was going to be if Dak Prescott could take care of the ball. He did not and threw some interceptions in some key moments. And the fact that the Cowboys only lost by seven points, that's they could have it could have been a lot worse. The defense played their ass off. They did. God, those and both defenses. Yeah, Dan Quinn's on the same side as uh, Demarco Ryan's. Like he deserves. Yeah. A job offered to him, whatever that he could get. I know he's going to put himself in a good situation. He's not just going to take any job, but yeah, Dan Quinn, he was dealing, and him and Ryan's, they were terrific last night. The Cowboys drive right after, I guess it was that first interception where that, that ball just, I mean, sails on Dak like we've seen it happen before. The interception sets San Francisco up in great field position, and the defense stood up. They stood up. They only gave up three. The two picks only resulted in six points, but it's a game you lost by seven. So it's some, And then, like I heard Aaron and Bucky mentioning this morning, it's also drives you don't get points on because uh, you were you were down, especially that second interception happens. I can't remember if it was in the red zone, but it was close to it if it wasn't there. And But then on the other side, it wasn't Purdy that did it, but when the San Francisco 49ers uh, special teams decide to turn into a soccer team and kick the ball around the field and handed it to the Cowboys at like the, what was that, the 12-yard line? You got to score there. 15? You got to score there. Then the Niners defense stood up and only gave up a field goal. That was a huge moment as well uh, in the game. And so both defenses played yeah, you, well. You start on the 20. When McLeod fumbled, you start on the 20. Yeah. The ball on the third down goes right through Ezekiel Elliott's hands, which once Tony Pollard went out, I, I thought that was all she wrote. Uh, it's that was bad. How big he's been all season just not from the ground game but what he could do in the air just Dak him have him having you know being Dak security bet blanket just throwing those swing passes out there so he could do the rest that was gone and Dak was already struggling so to have you know one of your key assets and Tony Pollard leave the game he was a pro bowler this year that that was huge even though Cowboy fans they might not see that at this moment so, uh, if, if again, if you have some thoughts, if you're a Cowboys fan trying to process things, 337-3776, Specs text line. This one says Dak should have had four interceptions. Uh, this says release Zeke, trade for Derrick Henry. Um, uh, okay. All right. Uh, this says we got to keep the same energy we have. We're having for Dak, for Josh Allen. Allen didn't win the big games Either. Oh yeah, we got time for him. Yeah, no, we'll get to we'll get to Josh Allen and what they didn't do at home because that was a big moment. Somebody says, "How about Diggs and that dropped interception?" Oh, fam, that was a big. Yo, possible he mucked moment. up twice on that drive. For one, he whiffed on George Kittle. 
Yo, it was a horrible day for the Diggs brothers, by the way. We'll get to uh, 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 Stefan, who was throwing a temper tantrum on the sideline. Yo, you need to relax, bruh. That was that's embarrassing what he did in Buffalo. Like I get it, you're mad, you're not getting your touches and all, but Josh Allen, that defense, that Bengals defense is pretty damn good. So yeah, we'll get to him. But mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs, you can't whiff on George Kittle like that. That's awful. I would have, I would have at least made contact. I would have slipped and at least touched George Kittle. You're talking about on that on crazy the bobble. tip, bo- yeah, yeah, on the bobble. And then a few plays later, the ball was right in his hands. I don't care if it's deflected or not. If you're big play digs like you say you are, and you're that guy that only all you worry about is getting interceptions anyway, and it's in your hands, you have a chance to right your wrongs by whiffing on George Kittle on that bobble pass, and you don't do that. And then they had a uh, Hankins holds on that same pl- uh, drive, and then. CMC, yeah, 91-yard drive. CMC uh, capitalized on that, what, two-yard run, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, there was, I don't think there was anything bigger in the game. That Kittle catch ends up being such a big moment. Now, Zay, did you see it this way? Somebody texted in the Kittle catch where Diggs pulls up was criminal. Is that how you saw it, that Diggs had an opportunity to make a play and he literally pulls up because he was afraid of, what, modern NFL officiating? Well, it was like he was expecting him to make the tackle. I expect him to make the catch. I'm sorry. It was like uh, uh, Draymond Diggs was expecting him to make the catch, and then once he started bobbling it, then he kind of second-guessed himself and then just whiffed. Mm. So, yeah, that probably went through his mind. Like, I ain't trying to get fine here, but right. still, like, uh, just something, just some type of contact you got to make there. That's just – and great play by Brock Purdy, rolling out there, getting his shoulders square and making a good throw. It didn't have to be that dramatic, but – Hey, we know George Kittle. He loves looking at the camera and being dramatic and stuff. He has, you know, you look at this off forearm. He has the Joker tattoo, is which, that right? which makes a lot of sense yeah, for does. how nut job he is. Yeah. And he was wearing a Bill Goldberg jersey after the game, or shirt, I mean, after the game. So George Kittle, he's out there. But yeah, that that changed the game completely. And then you get a Demarcus Demarcus Lawrence. He gets the sack on Brock Purdy, but it becomes a hold on George Kittle from Donovan Wilson on that same drive. Oh, that was a big Just play, like, come too. come on, yeah. guys. Could have been three points. Instead of the seven, that's a four-point difference. You lost the game by yeah. seven. Then Hankins holds. And it's just like, well, yeah. it's a game right there. Big penalties at big moments. Cowboys had seven of them by the end of the game. That's you know, It wasn't as sloppy as last year's game against the Niners, but there were big moments where they did have some, some huge penalties. This text says Diggs wasn't scared of the officials. He was scared of contact. Yeah. I, I'm not. Sh- I, 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 I feel you, dog. Oh, I feel you, Specs Texer. He's scared of that contact. Every plan t- of the Nick Saban scared of that contact. Why does it feel like every time we have a catch like that in an NFL game, every time I rewatch it, I just say to the defender, How did you not? How could you not figure <laughs> out? Like David Tyree and the ball stuck to his helmet. Rodney Harrison, how did you not figure out how yeah. to, all those Atlanta Falcons with Julian Edelman when he's laying there right by the ground catching that ball? How do y'all not figure out a way? To, and in this one, I just kept watching it thinking, Seven, what, what is, how do you not get that out of his hands? That's a 30 yard gain in a game that wasn't allowing 30 yard gains. Nothing was going. And it changed every, that was nine all at that point, I believe. That's the drive that made it 16 9, right? Yes. And once that separation was there, I'll be honest, as a Cowboys fan, I did not think there was a touchdown drive in that team. Sadly, I was right. Yeah, I mean, well, the drive before for the Cowboys, that was the play where Dak threw it 
across the middle to CeeDee Lamb, and a lot of people are saying Fred Warner, that was a pass interference or a hold call on that should have been called on him, but he's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league, so it was a no call. I don't think he could have called anything there. That was like a playoff football moment, let the guys play, but Cowboys fans are looking at that saying, what the hell? The holding on Donovan Wilson, you're, they're dragging George Kittle to the ground. Now, did George Kittle sell the hell out of it? Yeah. He mm-hmm. didn't have to fall like that. George right. Kittle's big and strong dude. Ain't no way he's falling from that. But him being the vet, all-pro tight end that he is, he knew, oh, he's holding me enough to knock me off my balance, to get me off my route. I'm going to take one for the team. And right when he did it, just George Kittle. If you're a Cowboys friend, you got to hate George Kittle. You have <laughs> to hate him because he was looking at the camera, smiling. He looked right back at Donovan Wilson and said, get your ass, boy. Yep. Keep the chains rolling. Yeah, and they're going to throw that flag. Yeah, they're going to throw like, it every time. Every time. And mm-hmm. like you said, Chad, 16-6, with the way that game's going, it might as well have been 28-6. Yeah, nine, sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might that, as well have been twenty-eight-nine. That seven felt like so much with a team like San Francisco and the way their defense was playing. And let's face it, the way Dak had played, you know, by that point, the fact that you'd already seen a couple bad throws, you just kind of felt like he was a little bit off. This texter says <laughs> three minutes, three timeouts, down by seven, and Dak showed who he was and is so some cowboy fans are down on Dak today let us know where you are cowboys lose it san francisco is going to go to philadelphia on sunday yeah yeah and the eagles i can't believe we were talking about the giants even kind of upsetting those guys i know i was in that boat with way jalen hurts looked in week 18 and you know nick seriani even going on the record saying he's not a hundred percent I was a little worrisome, and it's just like, kind of like the Eagles. Ever since they knew that they were in the playoffs, it was kind. Of, and then Jalen Hurts got injured. They're like, "Oh, let's just wait for the playoffs. Let's not uh-huh. exert any more in, uh, energy that we need to. Let's don't not allow our big time off uh, defensive linemen like Cox and Reddick and Brandon Graham and all those juggernaut guys that have over seventy sacks as a whole. And they came to play. Like they made Daniel Jones, who looked great. The week prior against the Vikings, they made him look like that mediocre quarterback that we've seen throughout his whole tenure in the NFL. Like Just like that. Just like that, moving on to the next week. Like The playoffs will expose you as a quarterback. It will show you what you need. Now Cowboys are answering all types of questions on what we need now and stuff, which I said, Tom McKay, shout out Tom McKay, because mm. when I said I might become a Cowboys fan, he went on Spectacular, I said, uh, do we even want you, Zay? I respect that. I respect that. With how I've been bagging, bagging y'all, I respect that. For sure, I really do. But with the way Tony Pollard went out last night, I don't. I wouldn't resign, resign him. I don't think he's going to be the same back. And plus the money he probably going to ask for, I don't think he can ask for it, but he's going to ask for it being a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. running back. Off with his head, he'll probably be gone. Ezekiel Elliott, you ain't taking that money for another year. You see how bad he was last night? You can't do that. Bye to him. So who do you have coming in this draft at running back? Uh-oh, I see where you're headed here. Who do you oh, have wait. coming? Who is, hmm, who is the best running back in the 2023 draft? Oh, I see where you're going is here. It I'll that pl- guy from Arizona? I'll play along. Bijan Robinson? That's right. That's right. Okay. So if they pick him up, if Jerry is smart enough to pick him up and not have his Arkansas bias 
hit him in the face mm-hmm. and say, you know what, Zeke, we love what you did. I definitely made you a very rich man. Now your grandkids going to be able to eat well if, if you took care of your money, if you were that Magic City, you know, making it rain and stuff. But if you took care of your money and weren't buying Dak Prescott Goyard bags every other weekend, then you should be fine. But thanks for what you did. Thanks for what you've done. Bye. We're going to bring in this stud from Arizona that did it for three years at the University of Texas that's going to be the next big thing that b- broke records for missed tackles and won the Doak Walker Award. And that's how Zay Collier could become a Cowboys fan. Now, knowing Jerry Jones, he'll probably muck that up. <laughs> <laughs> so for the record, if the Cowboys end up with B. John Robinson, you're on the bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon. Okay. There it is, Cowboys fans. Oh, yeah. I'll jump on with all my gear, backpack full of snacks, on the bandwagon, ready to go. Uh, and will you bring neck pillows for yes. all that need them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know Jerry needs one. Because on those buses, it's tough. you got to have the neck pillow. It's going to get tight. Angles are tough. And yeah. Jerry's 80, so yes. he'll he, need yeah, one. Yeah, he needs one. Okay. Yeah. I hope that Johnny Walker was good last night. <laughs> oh, that Johnny Walker Blue was good last night because Jerry was taking them shots to the head with how that game went. My goodness. Cowboys lose it 19-12. to 12. Give us your thoughts. Somebody texted, Zeke's potential last play as a Cowboy was at center. L-O-L. <laughs> now, up until that moment, I would argue there wasn't a whole lot that was like, Cowboy circus crazy. There was some, you know, not perfect football. We could all agree about that. But it was some stuff you've seen other teams do, and you may have. Seen. But they lined up for that play, Zay. And then the Niners called a timeout. And I am just hoping, as a Cowboys fan, all right, fellas, you didn't catch them. They saw it. Please do something else for this last play. Nope. Nope. Elliot's going to snap it. <laughs> We're going to try to throw to Cavante Turpin, and only two things are going to mess that up. Both guys are going to get dump trucked, and there's no play. Yo, Jimmy Ward blew that play up. Oh, my God. How far? Jimmy Ward was like 15 yards back. How far backwards did Ezekiel Elliott fly on that play? (laughs) He did get blown up, too, right? Yes. He was the center on that play, technically, and as soon as he snapped the ball and started to raise up, whoever that was right in his face just shoved him about six yards backwards. Wow. And I don't, because the idea is probably that they were going to throw it to Turpin, and then there was supposed to be some kind of hook and ladder vibe, and Zeke could have been a part of that. He's not eligible to catch it on a forward pass, but he could have caught a lateral, and it all just got destroyed. Because Shanahan saw it and called a timeout yeah. and probably told those guys, all right, you go crush Elliott. If they do that mess again, you crush Elliott, you crush Turpin, and we'll go from there. And that's all they needed to do. Yeah, yeah, not the best play, but what could you really do in that situation? There's not much. Other things. <laughs> things with offensive linemen in the middle of the field. That's what you could have done. You split your offensive linemen out wide for that play. What? Yeah. From the oh. – Right after your tight end forgot how to play football. Twice. How about that at the end of the game? Yeah, come on, man. Dalton Schultz twice. I hate the rule, Dalton, but that's the rule, and you screwed that up, and then you just completely lazy caught a sideline route at the biggest moment where you're just trying to give yourself a chance, and you caught it like you were back in college. Yeah. A little tippy-tap, Dalton. 
Well, tippy tap. And I'll admit, I didn't see it live. Good on the Niners because they covered all the details. They said, hey, go, y'all go look at that. Check that out. They did. Check it out. Drop the flag. And you're good. Yeah. You win a game. You're going to the NFC title game. By the way, coming up at 1245, it is the crap bag as always. It is the crap bag I hate to do every year, but it's the crap bag that I feel I've got to do every year. The cold, hard truth for Cowboys fans continues after yesterday. I'll get you the updated numbers on the Cowboys since the last Super Bowl win. And trust me, it's worse than you think. Every time. That's coming up at 1245. Up next, though, let's get into some of the other games of the weekend where Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts all advanced one step closer to a Super Bowl while Dak and the Cowboys once again are are packing up, cleaning out lockers today, and doing exit interviews. If you have thoughts, Specs text line 337-3776. Cowboys fans, that's what happened. Now what should happen. What would you do with this team headed towards 2023? You heard Zay's idea. If Bijan's on the team, he'll be a fan. Do you have any thoughts on the 23 Cowboys? Move up to get him. We will take if, those. If you think he'll be taken, move up. Yeah. Somebody got to go. Oh, Somebody need to get some money. Move up in the draft to get a running back nowadays? I'm not saying top five. Okay. I don't think he's going to go top five. Okay. No, I don't think he's going there. I wouldn't think he would go there. Never know. The Cowboys are crazy enough. <laughs> Cowboys are weird enough. I don't know. I don't think Jerry would trade up for a Longhorn. Remember his rep? Yeah, he definitely won't do his, that. His rep is not about taking a lot of Longhorns. He's taken a couple over the years, but but not a lot. He didn't of like it. We will continue. <laughs> right, it didn't taste good. When it <laughs> yeah. uh, we will uh, continue that discussion. Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming in studio with us at 105 to talk some Longhorn stuff. We'll get his reaction. As a Houston guy, I'm sure he thoroughly enjoyed Niners over Cowboys. We'll find out about that. Also talk some Longhorn basketball as we roll along. They got a nice win at West Virginia over the weekend. So a lot to get into. Stay with us, Cowboys fans. We are trying to help you process it today. It is another Therapy Monday for the Cowboys after the divisional round. Stay with us. It's the Horn. They're getting after it. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. It's a nightmare-inducing song right here. What's the song called? Death Rider. Death Rider. Um, Man. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I dig it. I dig it. I'm not familiar with it, though. Who is it? Anthrax. Oh, okay. All right. See, I, uh, I'm i familiar with some Anthrax. There's a lot of it. There's different versions of it, a couple different lead singers. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Anthrax. But there's a track I'm not familiar with of theirs. That's big time. Death Rider. That's good stuff. All right, so Anthrax gets us started today. We hope everybody is doing well. By the way, today is that tough day to be a Cowboys fan 
and rock the gear. But it's the day I always wear the shirt. So if you're watching on Twitch, also now we're on YouTube. Did you realize this, Zay? Apparently we're on YouTube now. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so check out the uh, YouTube channel. I believe it's YouTube.com slash TheHornAustin. But I got the cowboy shirt on today. It's real easy to wear the shirt when they win. It's nobody ever wears it when they lose. Is this so, a funky shirt? I'm all No, no. This wasn't the one. I did wear that one yesterday. Yeah. It, How'd that work out? It didn't work. Oh, no, man. it did not work. This mm. one, this one's clean, uh, but I always try to wear the shirt. I'm not the one that'll come in bragging wearing the stuff afterwards. I usually I'll save it up and you know for a little later on. But if they lose, I like to to still show it. I got the Cowboys cup. My wife was nice enough to get me a Cowboys cup for Christmas, so I'm still still rolling with that and uh, and wearing the shirt today and trying to process my feelings. And all of you, I know, Cowboys fans are trying to do the same thing. So let us know where you are today. Specs text line 337-3776. What do you think is, um, you know, what what do you think should happen with the Cowboys? Um, what part of it would, is there any part of it you'd change coaching-wise, personnel-wise? What are you looking at uh, for this team? We uh, we can get into all that. Somebody said Jerry loves Boise State. Yuck. He has gotten some Boise State guys yeah. over the years. That Kill is him more. Definitely His true. offensive coordinator. Somebody sees a mock draft where Bijan's going 27th, so certainly not top five. See? But in a neighborhood that, yes, a little, little more reasonable there. Um, so somebody uh, also texted, I grew up in upstate New York, but I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Maybe that's why I have a healthy, realistic perspective on the organization. Oh, there's no room for that today. Uh, since moving to Austin, I've learned how to, uh, how out of touch with reality, Texas uh, fans of the Cowboys are. Head scratching to watch him suffer through Jerry's imbecilic, ego driven tenure at the top. My advice enjoy life and wait until Jerry dies. Oh my God. Oh, to once man. again to once again concern yourself with the Cowboys. So this advice is wait till Jerry dies, then care about the team. That's extreme. That's very extreme. Yeah, I don't want Jerry to die. I do want him to get absolutely plastered off the Johnny Walker Blue last night, but Oh, I bet he did. Oh, I'll bet you he other did. Other than that, I want Jerry to live long as he can. We got some Jerry thoughts coming up. Jerry made some comments about Dak last night that I think kind of says it all if you're if you're wanting that. If you're a Cowboys fan that wants the change at quarterback, you're not getting that. <laughs> he loves Dak. He's in love. He's in love with Dak. He thinks Dak's the guy. He said, "Give me that situation again. I'll take Dak every day of the week." So that means something else would have to change other than maybe Dak Prescott. But we'll continue to talk Cowboys, try to take that apart. But also, Zay, there are, in addition to the Niners, obviously, three other teams that advance. Uh, let's start with the Chiefs over the Jags. Patrick Mahomes. Now, Tony Pollard ended up with a broken leg, if everybody didn't catch that part of it. He fractured his left fibula. It wasn't that bad for Mahomes, but he really messed that leg up. He ended up with a 112.5 passer rating and a victory on one foot. Yeah. On Saturday. He, he's ridiculous. And the Jags, they were in that game. I mean, the, the, the drive of the game and plays of that game came to Chad Henney's 98-yard drive. When they put Chad Henney in the game, which Patrick Mahomes was pissed at, him and Andy Reid, they were talking on the sideline. You could read his lips. No, I ain't coming out. Yeah. Hell no. I ain't coming out. Like that country, Texas Twain started coming out of Patrick. that They probably haven't seen up there in Kansas City. Like, hell no, nah, I ain't coming out this game. They're like, Patrick, let's just take you out. We got to retape you. Like you see the way that your leg went? That's not natural. It went the opposite way of normal yeah. uh, ankle sprains. Like Chris Collinsworth, Collinsworth, he was talking about, you know, back in his day when he was playing with the Bengals or whatnot. He's like, I twist my ankle all the time. I ain't never twisted like that. 
So Patrick Mahomes, he has a different toughness about him. But that 98-yard drive by Chad Henney, Isaiah Pacheco, he had like a 50-yard run on that play. And, you know, Chad Henney, they were Andy Reid and Bielami are putting him in good situations to succeed. He had a nice little rollout to pass to Kadarius Toney on a big-time third down and then found Travis Kelsey in the end zone uh, when they were in the red zone. So if that 98-yard drive doesn't happen, which they took up a lot of clock. And, you know, the fact that Chad Henney, 18th, 20th year. I don't know how long he's been in the league. He's been there for a hot minute coming out of Michigan. Yep. The fact that he was able to come in and be calm with everybody kind of, you know, on eggshells, not knowing what Patrick Mahomes is going to be and initiate that drive, I think that was a key to that game. That's huge, man. Made it 17-7. Yeah. And to I remember saying it out loud in the room. We had a decent group of people watching the game, and it's like, oh, my God, he's got to come in and come off his two-yard line. <sighs> Huge moment, big moment for the Jags. And we were there because I've told everybody my daughter roots for the Jags. And then we were around. <laughs> and then, and my niece, who's now, what, 12, 13 years old, she, same reason, loves Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. So they were rooting for the Jags. So we're all kind of pulling for them as well. And yeah, you knew that was going to be a big moment. And Henny just takes him right down the field. Some good throws in that drive. And you talked about it there. That was huge. Uh, another big thing I thought, Zay, in that game, if Jacksonville could have just figured out how to run a little bit more and, and keep that ball, it was 35 minutes of time of possession for Kansas City. The Jags averaged 7.6 a carry, but didn't have 20 rushes. Like, come on, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Find a little bit more of that balance, man. 39 pass attempts, 19 rushes. Uh, that, I think, ended up being a big part of that game. You're right, though. They put up a hell of a fight. Jacksonville fans should be happy about their season. But now, Kansas City fans have got to be nervous. Joe Burrow's coming to town, and your quarterback is not quite right. This dude, Joe Burrow, he, he just has a heart of ice. Mm. He is so cold-blooded. He is so disrespectful. He is so cocky and confident. Like, dude, you were a third-string quarterback at Ohio State. You transferred because you couldn't beat out Justin Fields and all those other quarterbacks. I, I don't even remember, but you transferred to LSU, and I didn't think Joe Burrow was going to be this good. I, when they select him number one, I was like, I don't know because, you know, you have Clyde Edwards-Elair, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. The talent on that team was crazy. It was kind of like what Stetson Bennett. I didn't think it was going to be like what Stetson Bennett is. Mm. But it reminded me of a lot what you know Stetson Bennett's doing this year. Just Joe Burrow was so much more cocky, and he just looks better than Stetson Bennett. So I think that he game, does. Yeah. He, yeah, he just looks better. Sorry, Stetson, he that Faye that you've been working with is fried. You need to do something about that. Get out of Georgia. I don't know, but just Joe Burrow, man. The passes that he throws, the confidence, his swagger, how he be talking. We talked last week about his presser, like, how long is this Super Bowl window for you? As long as I'm on the yeah. dadgum Bengals. My career. My whole dang yeah, career. That's the window. That That's the window. And he said after the game, they're like, yo, be, people were talking about, you know, going to Atlanta for this Chiefs and Bills game. He said, them people better get their refunds. <laughs> Yeah, that's fifty thousand people needing refunds. Uh, they better get their refunds and whatever hotel situation they better get that too. That's gonna be a hassle. Y'all mucked up. I'm that guy. Y'all think Josh Allen's better than me? Okay, I show y'all. Yeah, and there's a lot of articles out now today of, after this weekend about the fact that it's clear to a lot of people that it is Mahomes and Burrow at the top of the AFC, and Burrow would tell me to reorganize my thoughts that it's Burrow 
and Mahomes because he's never lost to Mahomes. He hasn't. He's three and zero, and he's about to go to Kansas City and try to make it four and zero. The swag, the attitude, the cigars, the clothes. I mean, it's an easy comparison to make. He's Joe Namath. That's who he is to me. He's Joe Namath with better knees, and yeah. he's, you know, not banged, not the banged up Joe Namath. But it's that kind of swagger, that kind of attitude to go in there and beat them by seventeen in a snowstorm in Buffalo. And make it look like it looked. That the the first drive of the game was telling for the whole game and kind of just how the pace was going to go. They went six plays, seventy nine yards, mm. just like that. Just a couple of passes. He threw a nasty dart to uh, T Higgins on the sideline. Joe Mixon had a few first down runs, which Joe Mixon, you know, him kind of so being under the radar. Oh, he was good. He he was good. I I don't like him for his off the field stuff, but when he gets on that field, he really takes the Bengals when he's playing well to a whole nother level. They might have the best three receivers in the league, and T Higgins, Tyler uh, 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 Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Yeah. Like Tony Romo's right, T. Higgins is a number one dude on a lot of other teams. Just oh, yeah. Jamar Chase is on that other side, so that allows T. Higgins to be covered one on one, and you can't focus on him. So Joe Burrow, yeah, I wouldn't say he has it easy, but he does have a ton of weapons behind him, along with that swagger. And if that defense is going to play the way they did, you know, Joseph Osai, he was all over Josh Allen. Like at different times of the game, where Josh Allen was trying to go mm-hmm. in those quarterbacks. He's been big, man. These Joseph last few Osai's games, good. We knew well. we, we knew he was going to be yeah. good. What he was doing down here at Texas, but yeah, I I still give Mahomes the nod just because he's won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and sure. But yeah, if if Burrow wins this weekend, it'll be tough to say that. It'll be tough to say that. just might be his league if he wins this weekend. And, of course, if he finishes it off with a Super Bowl. Last last quarterback to lose the Super Bowl and then get all the way back and win it was Brady. Not long ago, lost to the Eagles and went back and beat the Rams. That's what Joe's trying to do. Before that, it was Buffalo, but they couldn't win it. They would lose and come back, but they weren't able to to get there. That's tough enough to do. Joe Burrow, it just it feels like that may be the team. You and I talked about that the last couple weeks. They just felt like there's something about that team, and Cincinnati gets the win, and then we'll see what happens on the NFC side of yeah, things. Yeah, well, like I was saying in our first segment, Stephon Diggs, he's got to relax. Like, uh, don't get that twisted with, like, heart and, like, wanting to win and j- drive and stuff. No, that's an embarrassment. Dude, those receivers doing that, it, it's, like, it, it's cool to a certain point, but you got to know when to stop. You got to know what's too far. I was watching him the whole entire game. There were a couple incompletions that Josh Allen, which he should have completed. There was about like a 40-yard go route that he overthrew Stephon Diggs on. Stephon Diggs had his man beat, and he looked at Josh Allen and was kind of like, threw his hands up, what the hell? And then there was another play where, you know, Josh Allen, it was a completed pass, but it was low, so Diggs had to fall on the ground. Diggs gets up like, what the hell? Keep it up so I can get some yards after the catch type plays. Mm-hmm. Then his incident on the sideline where he's throwing his little temper. Thing. Josh Allen ain't even acknowledging him. He's looking completely he looking at, at his yeah. uh, uh, little iPad or Microsoft Word pad, whatever the hell the, it is. Yep. He was looking at that like, yo, I'm not even going to deal with this guy. This is a joke. Like, come on, you know all the lights are on you. You know you're the only game being played at that time. And the DeMar Hamlin thing, that it's a, it was a distraction. It was. 
Like, they won't say it just because they can't say it, but it was. Like, I, and I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad he's at the game and stuff. But having to go through all that, that changed their whole schedule and how they operate. And now they're mm. worried about him and stuff like that, which they should be. Like, how can you concentrate on football going through that? But You, you thought it took a little more, a little oh, too much of their focus. Yeah. Yeah. Just throughout all, like, these last 20 something days. Like, it was only, what, 20 something days ago that it happened? Uh, yeah. Right. That's not too long ago. So just going about your business, trying to focus on the main objective, which is getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. That was a lot of stuff that, you know, got in the way of that. And I'm again, I'm glad Tamar Hamlin's doing well. I love him that he was at the game yesterday. I love that he went to the locker room at halftime and just try to give his guys some extra juice. But just the mo- emotional fatigue. These last 20 days that, you know, Coach McDermott had to go through with his team and trying to pick and choose, okay, what's a good time to focus on football and when, what's a good time to, you know, relax and focus mm-hmm. on DeMar, which you should be focusing on. But, again, you still got to play football. And the Bengals, they're over here like, we just got another week of rest. We're already on this winning streak. Now we get even more rest than we had before. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing because we think we got the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, Cincinnati advances, and uh, they will take on Kansas City. Obviously, it is Eagles-Niners on the other side. We're talking all about it today. Cowboys fans, we are trying to help you unpack all from yesterday. Uh, Let us know what you think. Specs text line 337-3776. Up next in the crab bag, the cold, hard truth for Cowboys fans. Yeah, we just hit 27 years officially. I'll give you the numbers next on the Horn. Never would have thought of it, but this might be the perfect song for a Cowboys fan today. Yo, that's what I was thinking. As soon as you started it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot that would help the Cowboys fans maybe process. The song is called Land of Confusion by Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Cowboys are in a land of confusion to why Jerry Jones loves Dak Prescott so much. Jerry does love Dak Prescott. We'll get to some of those specific comments if you like later on, but just know that he's going to stick with Dak Prescott. He said if he had those opportunities again, he'd want Dak every time. They asked him last night, does this change your thoughts at all about Mike McCarthy? He said no. So Jerry Jones, in his mind, when he went to sleep last night, McCarthy's his coach, Dak's his quarterback. So let's see if another NFL team changes another part of it. Is there another NFL team that's going to take Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore out of the mix? Because I'll bet you, Zay, if you let Jerry Jones roll the dice again on that combination of four, I bet he'd take it. Oh, yeah. Right now, Jerry would sign up. If I said Jerry, if I could save them both, would you sign up for all four? He'd probably tell me, oh, yes, hand me the pen. And he'd go. (laughs) You're stuck with Dak, and he's the main problem. He said after the game, which sounds good. See, that's what Dak be fooling you, Cowboys fans, and Jerry Jones. Looks good. Looks light-skinned brother. His hairline might be <laughs> receding a little bit, but good-looking brother. Looks good in the mattress. Looks good flipping the table for the cable commercial and all that stuff. He's believable. Love him. Yeah, he's believable. believable so when, when he, he talks. Exactly. Yeah. So when he says stuff like those 15 lead-leading interceptions that happened this past year won't happen again, people think, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. He's going to get back in the lab and he's going to cut that down, even though he missed five games and still led the NFL in interception somehow. I'm not sure how they're going to change that part of it. Uh, we will discuss that as we go along. By the way, coming up at 105, we told you Joe Cook of Inside Texas is going to join us, talk Longhorn stuff. I mentioned that Joe is a Houston area guy. So if you're a Houston person, I want you to get this mental image in your head of what's about to happen. Joe is in the studio. He's going to just spend this segment smiling with a Houston Astros World Series championship hat on his head as I tell you what's wrong with the Cowboys in the crap bag. Fire. That's what's about to happen. Let's go crap bagging, and I will give you the cold, hard truth. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Oh, it's brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Cowboys fans, here's your truth. For everybody else, just enjoy it. Uh, And it's not even all my fault. This is really the fault of a listener way back in the day named Lupe. Lupe sent me an email in about 2012 talking about teams that got to the championship game since the Cowboys were last there. And he's like, you realize it's been this long and these teams have gotten there. And he started this little checklist and things. And I just picked it up and went from there. So sadly, I've got the updated numbers since the Cowboys beat the Steelers and walked off beating Bill Cower to now. The Cowboys have not been to the NFC Championship game. And since it's official now, I thought I would give you the updated numbers. Here they are. Since they walked off the field that day, the Cowboys are now 232 and 202 in the regular season. That's 54%, a little bit over average. In the playoffs, get ready, Cowboys fans. They are 5 and 12 in the playoffs since then. Put it all together 237 and 214, 53% overall. Now, a little bit closer, let's talk about the teams that have gotten there instead of the Cowboys. Obviously, now it's Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. This is the second time that the Cincinnati Bengals have now gotten to the championship game in that time period. The Kansas City Chiefs have gone five years in a row, in case you don't know. Now for the really painful part. The Philadelphia Eagles have now gone seven times since the Cowboys beat the Steelers that day, and the San Francisco 49ers have gone eight times. Now you can talk about the Niners not winning a Super Bowl since then. That's fair. They went twice. They lost twice. But they've also been to the title game eight times times. Cowboys fans, there are 13 NFC franchises that have two or more appearances in the championship game since you were last there. There are 10 of them that have three or more, and there are three. Oh, are there three NFC teams that have had six or more trips to the championship game since you were last there. Cowboys fans, grab a hold of something that's tied down. Those three teams are the Niners, the Packers, and the Eagles. Damn, all the rivals, huh? That's just the truth of the matter. Here's the other side of it, the side the Cowboys live on. The only two teams in the NFC that have a longer absence from the championship game are Washington and Detroit. And the only other teams in the NFL that have not been into, been to the championship game since the Cowboys last were in the Super Bowl, the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Texans. And that's it, along with Washington, Detroit, and Dallas. 
That's the cold hard truth, Cowboys fans. It is now 27 full years. When I think, Zay, about what's happened in my life since the Cowboys beat the Steelers that day to now, I don't even want to go over it because it's pretty much all of it. It's everything. It's anything you'd want to talk about. Jobs, wives, kids, breakups, sadness, happiness, make money, lose money, wreck a car, get a car. All of it has happened since the Cowboys beat the Steelers. We're at 27 years, for God's sakes. You could argue those three teams that you named. You said the Browns, the Texans, and who was that other team that's in the boat, the Cowboys now making it for a very long time? Browns, Texans, and Dolphins are the three AFC teams with long a longer absence from the championship game than the Cowboys. You could argue those three teams are in better situations at quarterback than the Cowboys are. The Texans, getting a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, uh, I see what you're saying, they would man. consider themselves most likely – I would, in a better situation for the long haul right. than Dak Prescott. While I know Miami, they're kind of up in the air with Tua and his very, you know, soft melon. But Deshaun Watson for the Browns, I would say he's better than Dak Prescott, even though he gets a little touchy-feely. Uh, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. I, I would agree. That's sad to admit. But, yes, I would agree with you. You – Wow, that's that's frightening. Uh, at the time this dude sent me the email, there were nine teams that had not made it to the championship game, and now three have been checked off the list. Bengals, Bills, Chiefs in that time period have now gotten to the championship game and you know continued. So for all the trouble that the Cowboys get themselves into and all the discussion about can they win it all, I am always going back to these numbers. It's not about winning it all. They have not been to the final four of the NFL and the final two in the NFC since 1996. Mm. Bill Clinton was president of the United States of America the last time it happened. Okay? Did have sexual relations with that woman. We had the Olympics in Atlanta, and and Muhammad Ali held the, the torch. That's how long ago it was. It's so crazy to think. Uh, about that time frame. So, and yet you have Jerry believing that they're right there. That's the thing that's frustrated me about Jerry over these last few years through the Romo period and now through the Dak period. He thinks they're way closer to that day than I do and that a lot of Cowboy fans do. He would tell me, because he's saying, I'd take Dak every time. I'd take Dak in that opportunity. We'll just try it again. Jerry just says, throw my money back on the table. Dak will roll the dice. A lot of Cowboys fans might say, look what it's getting you. Look what it has gotten you. He has not gotten you past the divisional round. Your The system you have in place has not gotten you past the divisional round. One time in 27 years. Yeah. Yeah, and overpaying guys that are washed, like Ezekiel Elliott. It was like when Tony Pollard got hurt last night, it was like the football Lucifer coming to haunt the Cowboys. Like, hey, y'all paid Zeke all this money? Well, you're about to get every bit out of him for the rest of the game when Tony Pollard's not playing. Mm. Including a snap at center. Yeah, and instead you got what Zeke's been giving you all season long. He's just not what he once was. Definitely not what he's being paid. And then you got the same situation that's going to happen with Dak. Dak's going to keep on letting y'all down. And y'all going to keep on looking at that 40 mil stuck. Yeah, and you also got, Zay, the Cowboys that we predicted would happen, but that I wish hadn't happened. You got that Cowboys offense that that just tightened up throughout the game. It tightened up 
wasn't wasn't creative. It didn't. Once you lose Tony Pollard, that's tough. But you didn't see multiple ideas. You didn't see like is Davis hurt? By the way, oh Malik Davis. Yeah, is he injured? Ah, did he cuss Big Mike out in the locker room or something to where he got in the doghouse? No carries. Zero. Yeah, no carries. So I think I think we all knew it. Pit pit in your stomach is a Cowboys fan. As soon as Pollard goes out, you realize they're just going to chunk the ball a lot. Thirty-seven pass attempts, twenty-two rushes in the game, and that balance was not quite right. On the other side of it, oh look, Brock Purdy attempted twenty-nine passes and they ran the ball thirty-two times. Niners showed the Cowboys how to do it. That was my that was one of my biggest fears of all in this game. And if you want to make this just about a rookie beat Dak Prescott, go right ahead. But there's a lot of other facets to that game. Yeah. A lot of other things went into that one. 1912, Niners win the game, and there is your cold hard facts, Cowboy fans. So I'm gonna take those pieces of paper and I'm gonna put them back in the folder another year. And I'm hoping next year I get to rip them up, but I have not gotten to rip them up for 20. Seven years. It's not hadn't been quite that long. But since this dude sent me the email, it's now been eleven years that I've been keeping track of these numbers and updating these numbers, and it just gets sadder and sadder and sadder every year. But it is still the truth. So hopefully the Cowboy fans can uh, battle through all of that. Up next, we'll talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas on 3.com. I know he's in a good mood now because he's a Houston guy that just listened to all that Cowboys mess. We'll get his thoughts on that, but also his thoughts on some Longhorn stuff. Longhorn basketball goes to West Virginia and gets a nice win, and boy, do they have a schedule coming up, plus Junior Day and some other stuff. Longhorn's uh, got another uh, uh, position filled, uh, and they went local to do it. We'll talk to Joe about all of that coming up. It's Chad and Zay on this Monday. Cowboys fans, Therapy Monday once again, unfortunately. This is The Horn.